0: You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Look, man!
1: Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. oh look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh, culture? Uh,
0: yes. goodness. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Las culturistas.
1: Ding dong.
0: Las culturistas calling. And we've got the champs out. What is what are celebrating you celebrating over here? What's in that little flute? Oh, the moe, honey. The moe. <laughs> a we're tiny moe
1: out. that I was gifted. I don't know from whom. I can't remember. Can't recall. But it's here for good occasions. And Ooh, I believe this is dangerous. one
0: of them. This is mm-hmm. absolutely an occasion to break out the moe. But it's dangerous for you to really not be able to trace it back to the source. You're and right. I'm it concerned. could be from one of my enemies. It could be. It could and be. And then what? And then what? Um, I don't think you have very many enemies, Matt Rogers. You know
1: what's weird? I was thinking about this the other day because I'm I'm reading this book that our guest wrote. The undercurrents of it are like you know wanting to be likable, like living, working in a position where you have to sort of have a degree of likability. And I was like, I wonder if people truly like. Me. Oh my goodness! I was actually I, this kind of ran through my head.
0: This is an impossible question to answer and then i yourself. get to the end
1: of the book and sort of the author of, of said book and our guest today sort of arrives at the same conclusion and i sort of breathed a sigh of recognition relief <laughs> um at
0: all at all at all oh at all at all that's usually latin to refer to people but mm-hmm. i think in this case we've got Jarrett saying yes yes you just have to acknowledge Jarrett keller is in the chat is in the (laughs) zoom and i think he's going to chime in every now and then with some with some commentary and we welcome that i hope so he's he's already a character in the episode he's a character in the episode we've introduced him into the world um matt i'm so excited about our guest this is
1: this is actually do you remember when we started this podcast and pretty much for the past five years we've kept it going and it's always been sort of like you know, our little stupid baby. And now all of a the sudden... Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think we have another stupid baby unless... No, no. Um, so all of a sudden, sort of, here we are and our guest is on. And I got to break out the moe and say, not for nothing, but what the hell?
0: What the hell? What the hell? She's first and foremost a Los Culturistas Culture Award nominee.
1: I actually was going to say this is her greatest achievement. <laughs> that she gets nominated in the category of Best Asker.
0: Best Asker. I think she really. I feel like she's the front runner,
1: especially after coming on the show. I mean, can you imagine if she were to be snubbed at
0: the last second? That would just be cruel. That would be very cruel. She just crossed her fingers, and I she's just got think.
1: other. She's
0: got other achievements though under her belt. I'd say. I would say so. <laughs> I mean, is it an exercise in not futility, but in sort of. Mm, communicating what people already know if we run through the credits or should we just David Letterman it you know what they say
1: I say Letterman says my guest my next guest truly needs no needs no introduction and I feel like this is like the epitome of that but that being said for for our readers that might be living under a rock, to just throw another expression out there. Expression oh, see, I think this is
0: the wrap it up. She's giving us the
1: wrap it <laughs> it's, up. It's, gesture. it's shut up, but keep going. It's, shut it's up, but actually, keep going. you know, it's. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's universal. It's, it's, it's,
1: on, it's on brand. Shut up it's and keep brand. going.
0: <laughs> Shut up and keep going. This is um, her.
1: Let's just say, um, I don't. It, it's truly surreal because I think that outside of my parents growing up, this is the person I saw the most in my home every single day. We were a Today Show household. Were you guys a Today Show household? We were a Today Show
0: household. Absolutely. Everything was 30 Rock at my house. It was and you, it's what,
1: still to this day.
0: I know. I know. Look at you, you it, company man. Awful. You're so... I... T- <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever you know i am um, i worship at the altar of one erstwhile head of nbc mr jeff Zucker, who <laughs> is a really a good character in this book great well. character in this book i was loving every shakespearean shakespearean and i mean we'll get into it there's 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 a lot that that happens just in the bu- i mean can we talk about this let's just say about the book there's a lot that happens when was the last time you tore through a 500 pager
1: okay i'll tell you honestly the day before I read this this book, I read this book, not all diamonds and rosé, which is an, an oral, oral history, history of the, of the Real, Real House Housewives Wives. franchise. So that was it was merely twelve or fourteen hours before I tore through this five hundred plus pager that I got through this yes five hundred plus pager also a page turner. I yes. wouldn't say not as much of an achievement as going there by our guest,
0: right? But a great read nonetheless that I endorse i think this is the ideal reading experience for me because i'm clutching the the galley in my hand mm-hmm. it's a 500 pager the average page count per chapter oh well no i'll say the number of chapters love is this about it 99 chapters so do the math that you're, you're averaging out about five pages per chapter and mm-hmm. let me tell you tastes authors take note literally I was like, they all need to be like this. Well, this is someone who knows how people consume information. And how to tell stories. And how to tell stories. And I think she's done it with aplomb and elon. I want to talk to her. Uh, well, let's talk to her. Well, b- before, before we get going, please check her out. If you're in New York, Boston, Dallas, Nashville, Atlanta, Los Angeles, San Francisco, please check her out on her Going There book tour. She's got wonderful special guests. And truly span all industries and types of people. It really is unmissable wherever you live. In different those
1: creeds, colors, nationality, shape, sizes, all different kinds of people guest on this book tour. Guest on incredible. this book tour.
0: She was rehearsing for it this morning and mm. we're so excited to have her. So, everyone, please welcome into your ears Katie, Katie
2: Kirk!
0: Kirk! <laughs> Craziness.
3: <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm so excited! Thank you very much for having me. You've just lowered my demographic by about 30 years, <laughs> so I really appreciate so it. So
1: that's what it is. We're just a tool to you,
3: aren't we? <laughs> you are basically, Matt. I'm using you for your uh, following. No, I'm really excited to be here.
1: It's our honor and pleasure. Honestly, like when we felt we heard that you wanted to do this, we were like, "Oh my god!" And then I really. In, in reading the book, it's just so good. Like really congratulations on it.
3: Oh, thank you. Did you both really read the book? Yes. Page after
1: page after page. The whole thing. Thank you.
3: First of all, thank you so much for reading it because that's a commitment. And, um, I worked really hard on it over three years and I think it shows all the research i had to do because Mm. i have a good memory but not that good so um i just want to say thank you i'm really grateful that you took the time to read it and i can't wait to hear what you thought or what questions you have or what it made you think about because it is it is a lot i mean it's very um expansive and it covers a lot of different things. Yes. And I think it's kind of sneaks in a lot of issues mm-hmm. that I think people might be surprised to read about. I don't think they know they're reading about issues per se, right? Yeah, but they, I think through my 40-year career or whatever, my 64-year-old life, it, it spans a lot of big societal changes and kind of, uh, it's perfect for the culturistas because it really talks about <laughs> Culture, right? Yeah,
0: hundred yeah. percent. Can you can you immediately tell in doing press for this which people have read the book and which people haven't?
3: Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes it also depends on the venue. Um, you know, some of these interviews just don't don't uh, allow you to kind of talk about anything in depth. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed doing an interview with Terry Gross the other day from yes. Fresh Air. I felt like Terry read it and was really interested in all the things that I was interested in when I was writing it. Yeah. Instead of kind of the garbage, tabloidy, stupid stuff that has been completely distorted, blown out of proportion, and and willfully misrepresents what this book is all about. It's been very strange. Honestly, I've been
1: really pissed off about it for
3: years. Isn't it? Well, you having read the book.
0: Yes. And yeah.
3: then ha- but prior to that, having possibly seen some of the the junk that's been put out there, mm-hmm. um, were you like, "Wait, what? and And were you expecting the book to be very different, given some of the crap that's been circulating?
0: No, considering the sources of the trash, it was very like i I will take this with the biggest rock of salt. you know, like i I, I mean, if the post is writing about it,
1: when I saw New York Post, I was like, "Oh, they're using the word misogynist to describe Katie Couric." Uh, That—that's the most hilarious thing I've ever heard in my life. Tell me more. Just kidding. Tell me nothing. It was just—it's. <laughs> but what I've been really sort of disappointed by is, like, I was watching as I want to do. I was watching Watch What Happens Live the other night. And they made the gross mistake, I think, in programming and just in general of having Meghan McCain and S.E. Cup. on. Oh,
0: my God. And they had them
1: on on a Wednesday night, first of all, which is Beverly Hills night. And it's like, why there's don't we have Kyle it. Richards? It's like, there's a lot of eyes on it. So, of course, they get the spot. I don't know why. But he asked them about your book. And S.E. turns to Meghan and goes, well, we both hate it. And you no, can just Meghan, tell
0: Megan says we both hate it. And, and she
1: she just kind of says, like, why would you tear down other women? Like, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, they're just having this like d- this discussion that says to me, obviously they have not read the book, because had Megan McCain read the book, she, out of all people, would have so would, would recognize that you guys have so much in common because of the loss that you guys have both experienced, because of what you've had to go through, so that all she can sit there and say is well, I think it's pathetic that she trashed other women. and like, that's not how we are. After reading the book, it just really disappointed me even more because it's it's th- that's just not the point.
3: Well, it's so clear. And stop holding up the, the Real Housewives <laughs> book, Matt, when you talk about <laughs> my book. I'm throwing it around the <laughs> across the, across the but, room. But I think it's so clear that they haven't read the book. And it's yeah. honestly kind of weird and irresponsible and really creepy for them to make these big pronouncements when they haven't read the book and they're taking bits and pieces from well, doesn't Megan McCain work for the Daily Mail now? I don't know what I she does anymore. I think about. she does. Yeah. She works for the Daily Mail, which uh, um, you know, it's just sort of crazy. It's it's grossly irresponsible of them. And listen, they'd be I'd be happy to have them talk about the book if they read the book and right. understood the totality of it but right. um i i think they're trying to be in my draft a little bit yeah uh-huh. and get you know some people i think are trying to get attention by talking about my book if they are just thirsty in general
0: yeah it's so strange that you of all people would not be inured to all of the weird fucking stuff that like people will start to manufacture around like you as a person and in terms of you in your output like this is this is something that's happened to you your whole career i would say you
3: mean in terms of just just people like
0: really projecting projecting stuff onto you
3: i think it's so funny it's so ironic and not in a good way that my prologue talked about trying to write a book that showed my multi-dimensionality if you will that people sort of put women particularly in this box and yet it's sort of happening again Yeah. there i talk all about you know i think one of my favorite chapters was the booking wars because i loved it. Ex- <laughs> I, I mean didn't that look sound like a, a made for tv series right yeah. and 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 I think that it was, I had so much fun writing it. Some of the stuff is very cheeky. You know, my sense of humor, I hope, comes through. And uh, I laugh about the booking war and I laugh about uh, the booking wars and I laugh about kind of them pitting women against each other. And of course, you know, we were the ones that were expected to secure the big gets. But I also talk about how women are portrayed in the press of, you know, the, these cat fights is just catnip for the press. and and here you go. it's very meta seeing this actually play out by people who haven't even read the book. You know the big thing I, I first of all, I, I don't trash any women. Hello. You certainly did not. You know and the only thing I said, which I think was incredibly self-aware and any of these people in these professions would admit that once in a while I felt territorial about my turf. Right. right, And they're turf wars all the time. There were then there are now that go on in television. I know that. But I don't think anyone wants to admit that. Oh, yeah, sometimes they feel insecure and territorial. And I'm like, yeah, I feel that I felt that way. Sometimes Why wouldn't I'm admitting you? it. I'm calling myself out on it. So, like, fuck off.
2: Yeah.
1: right it right. seems it seems like it's it's like um if a man had written and not to be like it, when it's a man and uh, da, 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 like and like you know repeat some like talk, talking head but it really feels like if a man had written this book and like owned up to a lot of this stuff and was willing to talk about and engage in a lot of this stuff people would be like it's nice to hear it like discussed in this way and what a what a thoughtful uh recollection on the times <laughs> and and like with you it seems like it's this bizarre thing where even women in media are like, well, I didn't know she was a meme girl, which came out of Sonny Hostin's mouth the other day on The View.
3: I was like, are you kidding me? Wow, maybe I shouldn't do that show.
1: Well, you'll know, <laughs> tell you something. D- despite <laughs> no, you the fact should. that they, they, they keep talking about how excited they are to have you, but they are you're certainly quite a topic on Hot Topics.
3: And do you think they've read the book? Because that's the thing. I like, don't know. I don't, I don't think I should go... I don't think I should talk about this book to people who haven't read it.
0: That seems sensible. Yeah, it really does because it will only be misunderstood. Only, I mean, because this is this is. I mean, I'm I'm, okay. I'm holding up the spine of this. This is this is tome thickness. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm saying this is like this is a this is a big, long, nuanced and detailed book. And she's
1: thick. She's she's meaty. She's thick. She's filled with it.
0: (laughs) There's no way that people are going to be able to distill this down to like. Especially on a television show, mm-hmm. there's yeah. no way that they're gonna like really nail what you're trying to say. and it's it is interesting what Matt just said, like there is no way that any well no I, I think this is your point in the booking wars chapter, right? Like the men were not the men thought that the booking stuff was beneath them because they had the luxury of thinking that. Meanwhile, all of the sort of logistical emotional labor of getting these interviews, was was placed on specific teams, gendered in a specific way, and then if any male newscaster would write this book, I don't know that this book would exist because I don't think these men are doing the soul searching that like we demand women in media to to go through. Well,
3: I think we're asking everyone to do it. I think uh-huh. I, I hate to say that 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 many of these men sort of aren't in touch. Listen, this is a very different kind of book. You know, a lot of journalists say. Oh, these are the stories I covered. This was something that happened, like and not to be all go all bet midler on beaches on you guys, but it is very <laughs> deep. I mean, it is like digging deep into a lot of things. It's it's asking myself questions, asking societal questions, you know, kind of trying to come to terms with my family history, trying to help my daughters understand my late husband, their dad's passion for the Civil mm-hmm. War in the 90s, and how it doesn't square. And, you know, people are so black and white, good, bad. And I, someone sent me a quote uh, by a guy who the director of Gray Gardens, and it's tyranny is the deliberate removal of nuance. Yeah. And I thought that that rang really true for me, because no one can seem to have these conversations in a any kind of sophisticated sophisticated or intelligent way they have to it it's so reductive and mm-hmm. so um sort of extreme one way or another and that's why it, it 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 disappoints me but makes me feel sad for people who can't actually have a nuanced conversation or appreciate nuance um i think it's a real it's 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 a sad commentary on our on our current culture and we're being very serious here boys Uh, no
1: but but what i think is like also it's like journalists know that way that news is consumed and so it doesn't encourage them to look for nuance either it almost feels like when you watch some of these shows when they have five minutes maybe to discuss a given topic it's like a race to the black and white You know what I mean? It's sort of like a let me convince you how I'm correct and why this is this thing that I'm saying is the correct talking point. And it is very sort of, you know, there's no time for the gray area. There's no time for the exploration because people I think they
3: think and maybe they're right. People get bored. I think we're so used to and I've used this a lot, but this engagement through enragement you know, I think it's this intersection of psychology and technology mm. that we're seeing play out in the modern media landscape. You know, you got to get a rise. I mean, this is not a big new newsflash or anything, but that's you know, this is how the machine keeps churning, right? This is how the rabbit hole keeps being followed down. Yeah. And and I think all these kind of things that kind that that hit you emotionally. Those are the things that keep you engaged and keep you on these platforms or keep you watching
2: mm-hmm.
3: this this almost this this rage, uh, rage porn in a weird way.
0: There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of bubbly Try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina chicken
4: menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a Job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to two four two four two four to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
5: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
0: But meanwhile, you come from this school of journalism where you say this in the book, like you didn't ever want to expose any sort of partisan leaning or skew in your line of questioning, like anytime. I think I think I think you like that that is your style. That is that is the Katie Couric style. Like I feel like you you wouldn't you would never get some ideological Thing from your point of view out too much, even if it was interviewing Sarah Palin, or even if it was interviewing George George Bush Senior. Yeah, you know, like-
3: I did. I did try to to do that. I mean, I think that that people watching the Today Show sensed I was probably more on the progressive side. You know, when I mm-hmm. would ask the governor of Wyoming about conversion therapy mm-hmm. and the kind of uh you know environment that creates for for people who are gay or, you know, questions along those lines when I really challenged David Duke about comments he's made about, you know, Jews belong in the, the ash bin of society or whatever he said. Um, I think by virtue of just being a working woman, mm-hmm. you know, I think there are some assumptions or some assumptions might have been made about me, but I, do, I have tried or I did try throughout most of my career to to really be down the middle and to yeah. challenge both sides. But then, of course, the Trump administration, I think, ushered in this new era of, you know, it, it's become hackneyed to say it's not left-right, it's right-wrong. But I do think it's it, it's come to this. Yeah. And so it's it would be very hard to be the kind of journalist that I was in this current day and age, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Sure. I think... With what you were saying earlier about this emotionality to news, I think that's what you were doing on the Today Show. I'm jumping around a little bit, but I feel like on Today, the reason why you helped make it the number one daytime news show was that people were emotionally connected to like the, like the, America's First Family.
3: Yeah, I write about that. You know, that was a little exaggerated, I think, to create these parasocial relationships that viewers have with people they don't even know right um you know i think we all had a good relationship but i think that they exploited that Mm -hmm. as well from you know in terms of how they wanted to to promote the show you know i think people gravitated toward me early on because i was a, a different animal i wasn't kind of the the prototypical news anchor. Mm-hmm. I looked a little different. I acted a little different. I was a little more unpolished and and I think people gravitated to that authenticity a little bit at the beginning. And I think I I was pretty comfortable showing different aspects of my personality. I wasn't particularly buttoned up. I like to have fun or do you say something funny or cheeky. Mm-hmm. Um And then I could do really serious things as well. But, you know, it's hard to remember, but back in 1991, I was a whole different kettle of fish
0: Uh in terms
3: of what people would expect in a female anchor person, lady,
1: Mm -hmm. whatever. Yes,
0: yes, yes.
3: It's kind of interesting to
1: see that now the number one daytime personality is probably Kelly Clarkson, who like, like everyone in america fell in love with and it's like she we remember that and so she's like nostalgic but also current um and she's really not a journalist at all she's a singer (laughs) well
3: i I feel like well that's more of a a talk show like that is a very different different format yeah than than the today show which they had you know,
1: to go interview Dr. Jill Biden, though. I mean, like, sometimes I'm surprised how much the crossover there is, especially as we see Donald Trump become president. You know yeah, what I mean? It almost yeah, feels like all yeah. these things that had different boxes a long time ago. Those boxes are sort of like all now turned over on the floor and everything's kind of mixing.
3: And I think I think you're right, though. I think Kelly is is sort of, very comfortable in her own skin. She kind Mm -hmm. of is who she is. She doesn't put on airs. And I think people appreciate that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, um, in reading the book, like, I, I just, I think I read about 15 times over the sentence swamp ass. (laughs) And I just, I was just like, thank God. Now you've arrived at the time where you can finally discuss the moments where you had swamp ass, like the vomiting.
3: My daughter Ellie used that expression once when she called me. She was working in a writer's room and they made her go to like five different restaurants for their lunches. And it was 104 or something in the valley. And she called me like one wanted sushi, one wanted barbecue, one wanted. um, What's that place uh, that that um, it's a chain and. Is uh, in Taifung? I don't Mendocino know. Farms? <laughs> no, it's it's in it's in Santa Monica. You guys know what I'm talking about. I always forget what the name. Of food is it? Huh? What, of food? <laughs> what kind of food is like American cuisine? It's like all kinds of, you know, um, chilies. No, it's kind of like an upscale <laughs> chilies. Something, um, something. Huh? Ruby Tuesdays. Not Ruby Tuesdays. It's like that. It's <laughs> Fridays. T j Fridays. No, not TGI Fridays. It's <laughs> it, it it's, it's on Santa Monica. It's Swingers. It, it, no keep 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 guessing you guys it's <laughs> it's like and i think they have like cheese oh cheesecake factory Wait, cheesecake what? factory cheesecake factory that's wow. my i'm uh, they
1: i walk in there and everyone actually bows down <laughs> i'm the prince of cheesecake factory
3: <laughs> okay sorry anyway one guy wanted to go to cheesecake factory and <laughs> he's always like i want
2: more bread anyway oh, no. <laughs> she would
3: call me and she would be like mom it is 104 in the valley. I've gone to like, you know, 12 different restaurants for these dudes. Yeah. And I have the worst case of swamp ass. Swamp and I was ass! Like, I was like, that is so funny. I've got to use that at some point. And ergo, Matt, swamp ass. Swamp, swamp ass. ass is in the book. Makes you, talk an about, appearance.
1: you talk about squeezing your breast milk across a room. You're <laughs> vomiting after being in an F-16. Like it goes there and i wonder
3: like if 10 is years ago weird? 20 I mean, years I, no, no we love I it i was thinking about it you guys i was thinking about i wrote a book as if i was with like really fun smart people sitting in a room drinking wine and yeah. i was telling my story
1: good that's what we want when we when we pick up the book
3: i mean it doesn't it
1: doesn't feel editorialized at all
0: no right? because th- this is this is the takeaway and i think this is probably explaining the reaction a little bit is that it's so it's it, it's much more honest than i expected Katie. Same. and like and it's funny like we were just rattling off jokes like hard jokes in the book like i i think i think you are taking a hammer to like this whole image that you've cultivated your whole career and i feel like that's intentional is that is that fair to say
3: well First of all, I don't think I cultivated an image. Okay. I mean, I I Take mean, no, back. no, no, and I'm not I'm not like smacking you down or whatever. S- what do you call it? I'm clap going back. to later. A clap I'm clap. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to no, smack No, no, him no, later. but I I I, you know, <laughs> listen, I think the point of the book is <laughs> Yeah. like we all are so much more than the image people Right. people um project upon us or even yeah. the image that we project. And I just am, you know. I have a lot of different sides, so I don't think I automatically destroyed the image, Bowen. I think I just tried to expand, yeah, who I was and let people kind of get to know me on a much deeper level, mm-hmm. a much more a much more expansive level, and a level. I mean, like I really let people in. I let them in about, you know, what was happening at the worst moment of my life when my husband was diagnosed with cancer and. In really a lot of detail. Yeah. I am very honest about like how hard it was for me to be at CBS and mm-hmm. what I believe was a hostile work environment that I walked into, and mm-hmm. our purposes were not aligned in any way. Right. Um, and I was sort of brought in there to do something that only Les Moonbez apparently wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm very honest about you know my sister and my parents and you know great moments of of accomplishment that i'm really proud of and moments that like i sucked at and what that was like like yeah. what it really felt like inside to go through it all and and so i i feel like i didn't want to like change the image people had i just wanted them to get to know me better
0: yeah you know? Was there any difficulty process-wise in terms of, like, putting it down on paper, like, really reconceptualizing all of these difficult memories into this, like, memoir form?
3: Not really, you know? It was really... It was really helpful, actually, you know? I think everybody has delayed grief, you know? Mm. And I think writing about jay you know first of all it was really fun to write about how we met
2: yeah i,
1: I love that you're a top um, by the way
0: does anyone ever told you you're a top? katie kirk's the top what's that mean
1: well so in <laughs> in in gay sexual relations there's oh, a top is that what you mean? Yeah. and there's a bottom you are a top i would say you yeah. you know what you want and you go for it and
0: you go for it
1: and yeah, i just
3: i'm very assertive and i'm very intentional you yeah know? that's top behavior okay behavior. <laughs> all right well good thank you for you can, you for, um, you can tell people that. that
1: you can tell people that
3: <laughs> all right they'll, they'll will. like it that'll um, be for my next book going there again or yeah, going yeah, there again she's going there again yeah
1: um so that was me going there and telling you that
3: <laughs> yeah thank you thank you um i i i knew kind of i know nev- never mind i don't want to <laughs>
0: You, you have, have to you gotta say it. Okay, no,
3: it. I, I knew the concept. I just didn't know the personality traits necessarily that went with the concept.
1: <laughs> they don't. They don't always. But I, I all of a sudden I was reading the book and I'm like, I texted Bo and I'm like, you know, like she is really I was like, I, I think I was surprised by like you really. And I don't know why I was surprised about it. But like your um sexuality really comes through in the book.
3: Well, you know, what, my cousin, this is funny, you guys, my cousin, Henry. He lives in Birmingham, Alabama. He mm-hmm. He's a lawyer. I love him. He has the deepest, like, serious Southern accent. And I said, Henry. I was talking to him because he, my mom was his cousin. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to them about my mom's Jewishness and Judaism and yes. sort of kind of trying to understand that period of time, why my mom was not, well, maybe secretive, but also just, just it didn't seem to... To be a big part of her life, obviously. Yeah, it was not mm-hmm. a point of pride. As, right. As, right. Well, I don't know. You know, he not said, pride, but it's interesting, yeah. Matt. He said we were never ashamed, but it just mm-hmm. wasn't a huge part of our identity. They were German Jews. They came over in the 1850s, I believe, and settled in the South. They were in the retail business. And I said, Henry, why do you think my mom didn't talk more about, about that? And or why didn't she? He said, well, we were never, you know, we were super reformed. We were citizens first and and Jews second. And they they he said this was a time when really people wanted to assimilate. Um, At least he said that's what what he was saying. I'd like to to read more and learn more about that. But, um, you know, that, again, was another interesting aspect of the book, you know, and I think about my mom, Would she like. My parents have both both died, and I I've been wondering, gosh, would my parents be proud of this book? They would,
0: they would absolutely. So?
3: They would,
1: yes, because you come across as such a dynamic, intelligent, like a, accomplished person, and I I think that that probably comes your your questioning of that when after I asked the sexuality question probably comes from again this thing of like us it's like a conservative thing that that comes from somewhere else that's not within us because what what's within you is your sexuality and is all the parts of who you are and i what's what i appreciate but that's what i appreciate about the book so much is that all the parts of who you are come through in it because i, I actually think to, our society would be a lot more forgiving and obse- accepting if we all would be honest about all parts of ourselves
3: if we could. i forgot to tell you what i why i brought up henry my cousin I, oh, yeah. he I, he read the book and he goes katie she am I. No. You've seen, you've seen more sex than a policeman's flashlight. Well, and that's, Birmingham, like, that's <laughs>
1: Birmingham for you.
3: I was like Henry, and <laughs> a <laughs> policeman's flashlight. flashlight. Isn't that funny? I guess when they're looking in cars to, when when
0: they people are parking, sex. right? That's that was makes a lot never of to be in cars.
3: I'd never I'd never heard that expression. It made me laugh.
0: That is a good one. I just love that. Um. The epilogue was just this letter from your beautiful. father three years after, I think, Jay's passing. Um, Wasn't
3: it so... I mean, my dad was a beautiful writer. I think you could tell in that letter.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, I love the use of the word rectitude in that letter. Hmm. Um, that that letter always makes me cry Yeah, because cry. Um, it was so beautiful. And I think it encapsulates how loving and present and there my parents were for me my entire life and yeah. i feel i feel so blessed and you know i really did write this for my daughters you guys first mm. and foremost um you know and I, I when i wrote it i was like some people might be interested in this i don't know if if that many people some people who might have watched me on the today show may be interested in this um but i i had no idea it was going to be considered that provocative i'm i was really surprised by that i mean I was it was uh, provocative because it was distorted but. but i i i've been surprised at the level of intense feeling about it and i'm really interested when people like you guys actually read the book mm-hmm. um i'm kind of waiting to see how how those people feel about it cuz i didn't write it for these tabloid you know, reporters who are trying to get clicks. I wrote it for thoughtful people who are kind of interested in pulling the curtain away from from the news business and who are just want to kind of think about where we are as a society and some of the changes that have happened over the last several decades.
0: I mean, I feel like structurally, you do something really incredible in this book in terms of balancing out the Katie Couric career story and all the ups and downs. But then I think you also just really, and then I I think you do uphold these consistent pillars of like dating, grief, death, cultural changes. And then I, I think it's pretty incredible that you end the book on Carrie finding out about her father's, you know, just a civil war, just, just his, his relationship with just a specific time. You know, i
3: very proud to say my daughters are both very intelligent and wonderful. I mean, such fine people, first of all. But Carrie really explored this and really went deep uh, when she was at Stanford. And she did a lot of original research in Montgomery. She really kind of uh, found out about our family tree. She I- interviewed the ancestors of slaves Uh the descendants of slaves, rather, in Eufaula, Alabama, where some of my dad's family settled early on when uh, they came from from France. And um, she is really extremely intellectual, and she wrote this very beautiful thesis. She won a big award for it uh, at Stanford. I was so proud of her. I was inspired by her work Mm -hmm. to talk about that and to – you know Brian Stevenson is is one of my personal heroes, and I don't know you guys have to have him. He started the Equal Justice Initiative. You probably know him. He wrote Just Mer- Mercy. He is this just incredible, incredible civil rights lawyer who uh, I I could listen to him all day. But anyway, when I did that hour for National Geographic on Confederate statues and iconography. He talked a lot about the importance of confronting and acknowledging the past, and how countries like Germany and Rwanda are so much better off because they have admitted their mistakes. They have looked at looked at the past, and and they want to to make sure it doesn't happen again. They want to acknowledge it because without that, you can't really move forward. And so, um, I was. I was really, you know, that's something I could have kept out. It's mortifying. Yeah. It's, you know, hugely embarrassing. Some of my my family tree, as I say, was blighted with racist.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: some of the things even somewhat as close as my paternal grandmother mm-hmm. uh, did. But I got a lot of courage from Carrie's thesis and from wow. her curiosity and – um. Enthusi not enthusiasm, cur- curiosity and interest in really understanding the past and squaring, you know, Jay was an incredible person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she is actually very forgiving that he was kind of into Civil War reenacting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there was this, this resurgence of interest in the Civil War with Ken Burns series, right. uh, Glory, confederates in the attics in the 90s and i think he just thought riding horses he loved military history um he just i think thought it was a fun pastime to be with people from all different walks of life and you know as i say in the book he never got to really you know think about more deeply about Mm -hmm. sort of what that what that symbolized and it was actually um, as you guys know, a much more recent recognition yeah. of all of this lost cause narrative and all of kind of the the Civil War mythology that has had such a hold on our country for so long, mm-hmm. and that happened, you know, probably in in a, in a very palpable way, 15 years after Jay died, at least.
0: Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself, slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new cantina chicken menu at
4: Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire
0: I feel like another theme in the book is this thing that you just mentioned, which is squaring people against things that they've done, interests that they've had, squaring that against the people that you know them to be, whether it's Jay, whether it's your father, whether it's, I mean, I I guess your mother in that way in terms of like the Judaism uh, of it all. And then, and then, and then absolutely with Matt, Matt, Lauer, the way you, you kind of sprinkle that from the beginning of the book and then it all comes to a head in the end. Um, and I just I feel like you must have come to some conclusion about like how people are. What do you think your conclusion on that is?
3: I think I learned you guys that that people are complicated. They are um, they're the products of their their conditioning, their cultural conditioning, their environment, sort of the thinking of the time but they're also you know we're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. And um you know I I'm really interested in understanding what makes someone the way they are. Yeah. You know, I'm less interested in judging someone. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in what happened to them or what created this thing that that made them do what they did. I obviously can say how i feel and can can criticize someone's behavior if it hurts other people but i try i i I think i could have been a good psychologist because Mm -hmm. i really try to get to the root of of what someone's doing in their behavior but i guess i guess it's that that people are complicated Mm -hmm. um and that They're not all good or all bad. I think I even write about that. Yeah. I think think in some cases it's more extreme than others, this duality that exists. Um, But that's sort of what I would say to answer that question. Do you by any chance watch The Morning Show? I actually do. I'm mm-hmm. friendly with Juliana Margulies. Are, oh yeah, and, she's um, a huge part and, of the second yeah, season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I actually started watching it a few months ago and then I stopped cuz I had a lot going on mm-hmm. and I just picked it up again. And I think it's really interesting and and I think they do what they do really well is every character like has their stuff, right? <laughs> you know whether chip feels like he shouldn't be back there or uh, i guess it's daniel feels so marginalized right. and and frustrated and clearly the the reese character i forget her name what's bradley her name? jackson bradley jackson <laughs> unforgettable <laughs> she's like you know rough around the edges yeah. and trying to figure it out and navigate her it, sexuality now yeah yeah and um and and Jennifer Aniston is just you know trying to hold up this facade i mean they're all they're all just kind of trying to to figure it out and and i think they reveal their own sort of psychic wounds and um and and i find that really interesting
1: but that has to be a little surreal to watch from your perspective because the fir- and and this is where i i guess my question lies is the first season sort of rolls out a situation that really closely mirrors if if not directly based on the Matt Lauer um, firing and everything that went on with that. Yeah, duh. (laughs) So so then we have Jennifer Aniston essentially playing a stand-in for you or like an avatar for you or Savannah or whoever sits next to him in that chair. So when you watch that, is it it clear to you? And then does it become fun for you because you're like, oh, this is just purely fiction. Like I'm laughing while I'm drinking my glass of wine watching this. Or does any part of it make you cringe a little bit?
3: No, I don't think it makes me cringe because I think... I think I I was gone in 2006, and I think right. a lot of these issues. And you know, it's interesting because I do write a lot in the book about. I thought that was kind of powerful that dinner I had, bef- with with Matt oh, yeah, before yeah. this happened. Right, and um, he seems nervous
1: and likes like he has like yeah a, yeah
3: yeah. You know, the circumstances are so so different and i believe in the show i guess i get the impression that they actually were involved in some way uh sexually involved right the jennifer aniston character that they're now they're now sort of uh but even in the first season yeah. they kind of alluded to that
1: it was unclear whether or not she was using that whether it was true or not, against him to maintain power at the show, and now it's sort of coming out in the second season that probably it did happen several times, but it always was right. a gray area,
3: like right, as, as we right, said. Right, right, yeah. right, So obviously they take a lot of <laughs> artistic license, um, <laughs> but um, you know, I thought I thought they were actually very good at getting some totally getting some things right. This, yeah. this, you know, when he comes to. I guess it was a party celebrating his anniversary or something or a birthday party that he yes. came in the studio. And you could see he was like beloved.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: then this kind of weird other side when he's on location in Las Vegas and, you know, how he he sort of lured people um, in, in a pretty obviously – Gross predatory, and inappropriate, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. predatory and gross and in inappropriate way. So, I mean, I find it interesting, and 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 I think with the second season, they're dealing with so many issues that I didn't really deal with when I was mm-hmm. at the Today Show. Mm-hmm. Um, issues that are very of the moment. You know issues right. about diversity and the Stella character saying, you know, I'm window dressing basically. Right. And I think a lot of these issues that workplaces all over the country are kind of grappling with, right? Representation and and all that. And I find, I I think that's really interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, I just I had to ask if you watched it because I I, I feel I feel like if if it were I, in reading the book, I I felt I felt. In you describing yourself throughout, I was like, wow, I'm really similar. To, I, I felt very similar to you in a lot of ways. And so then I was thinking, like, when I asked you that question, I didn't know if you'd be like, no, I don't watch it. Because I know if, they, if, if there was show <laughs> that purported to be about something I was like, it was if it was like dressing up as something I had done, I would have to watch it. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know, I've heard, I think Jennifer Aniston has said uh, she's sort of uh, models her character after Diane Sawyer.
2: Sense. Sense.
3: Mm-hmm. I think, I mm-hmm. think,
2: but
3: um, I don't know. It seems I think to be an amalgam, I, I, though. I was gonna yeah. say I think it's an amalgam. I yeah. do or amalgam. Yeah. How do you say that? Amalgam. I, amalgam.
1: Amalgam. What's amalgamation? Some
3: I know, but it is. Wh- when do you use amalgamation and when do you use amalgam? Am- I think amalgam? it's a, I think it's amalgam in this case
1: an amalgamation of of something and then I don't, I don't know
0: i don't know
3: that's a good question i'm gonna but you're look the that word, up when Smith. we're done i love words
0: <laughs> an, an amalgamation implies like an action like the act of amalgamating yeah oh. and so <laughs> i feel like we can use amalgam here and i just I think mispronounced right. it
3: no i think no i think a lot of people miss misuse amalgamation when they when amalgam is 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 just fine without the Asian. Certainly
1: I would be the person misusing it. So that feels right. We want to ask you what we ask every single one of our guests, which is sort of the big question of Lost Culture, which is, Katie Couric, what was the culture that made you say culture
3: was for you? What was the culture that...
0: Wait. So
1: they didn't... So, Jarrett, you're supposed to run through this with Katie, okay? I know
3: you mentioned it, but I I think I misunderstood. (laughs) So here's
1: here's what it is. I was briefed. (laughs) <laughs> so, so yeah, sure. So here's what it is: I it's guess. the culture that made you say, "Culture's for me." Like when you're growing up and you see something in pop culture, in film, television, music, any. It could be a surroundings thing, just the culture around you that you grew up and were raised in. What made you become the person that you are? I mean, of course, it's many different well, Matt, things.
3: You know the answer to this. If you is, it
1: want you to is, it? It, is
3: it Jane Polly? No, what no, is that? no, no. Earlier, come on! I'm really doing a test. If you read this book, we
2: read the book. Oh, you I read just want it. you to say it.
6: Come
3: da, on! Oh, married to Mary Moore. Tyler Moore, Jimmy Korns. You can take course. a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. Yes, yes honestly. am a girl, and you should know, it. know it. Yeah, <laughs> with each little step and every movement, you show it. I wish I know the, the melody. We only know, know the know melody the here. You know, love what's is funny? all around. No need to fake it. You can have the world. Why don't you take it? You're yeah, gonna, make, you're gonna, it gonna make it after, it after, after all. all. Yeah. Iconic
1: hat. Talks. Matt,
3: you have a nice little voice there. Oh, well, thank you. So do you, voice. likewise. We should, we should take it on
1: the road. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that makes a lot of sense to me, and also sort of surreal how you were able to execute that. <laughs> what (laughs) like in
3: terms of your career path well you know i think and as i as i write she just mary richard just made people my age you know remember fellas i'm 64 born in 1957 and you know women were just miraculously really entering the workforce Mm -hmm. um like my generation give or take you know years older um and and Obviously, you're younger, but in in very significant numbers. And I had a real switch with the feminist movement and uh, women's lib, as they called it (laughs) back then in the 70s. And Mary Tyler Moore, where it was like, oh, wait, I, I, everybody in my neighborhood's a a stay at home mom is housewife. Everybody's I, I see on TV is pretty much you know a housewife right mm-hmm. samantha mm-hmm. stevens on bewitched and you know shows like that i do and then suddenly i do remember watching julia with diane carroll right. carroll who played a, a single mom uh uh and and that was cool but mary tyler moore it was like yeah like she got in her car and she's driving to minneapolis she's mm-hmm. a single woman she didn't get married right out of college, which a lot of women older than I were doing, my mm-hmm. my sisters. And I was like, damn, I I want to do that.
0: Right. And isn't it meaningful that the, I think the first scene in the pilot episode is her mo- like looking at an apartment, at the apartment that she moves into, just as yeah. this like single working gal, just like here to look at the place. Like, that's not like a, that's not necessarily like a housewife setting environment situation, you know?
3: Right, right. I was thinking there were other other shows like that. I remember like Room 222 with Karen Valentine, and I remember she was a teacher. And, uh, you know, it's funny how much television, at least I think because I must have watched too much of it, but it's funny how it really shapes who you can be Mm -hmm. and what the possibilities are, and I think, and moves the culture. So... um,
0: The representation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. even more than that, I feel like, and this is why you must understand how important you are, is that television, I think, helps us shape the way we understand things. Sorry to use understand twice in the same sentence, but I feel like you were able to give clarity to things. I mean, you still do, but like from the beginning, it was this thing of like, well, I understand what's going on because because of the way that it's being sort of communicated to me through this daytime show, evening show, syndicated talk show, whatever.
3: Well, you know, you have to kind of apply your own sensibilities and your own you you you're a vessel really, right? You're information in, information out. Mm-hmm. And that gets processed and distilled and synthesized by by you and obviously a lot of other people in a news organization. You know, so that's a big, huge responsibility. And you don't always get it right. You try, you try to have the values that you hope are are worthy of aspiring to, right? Yeah. And yep. and you do you try to to do the best you can and to reflect. But you know, I, I talk a lot about how how that prism was sometimes clouded, right? You know, the way we covered Rodney King.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: that that the way, you know, the way I raised that kind of missing white woman syndrome mm-hmm. uh, in the book before this whole Gabby Petito, con- you know, uh, yeah, conversation yeah. started about, you know, why... Coverage. Right. You know. Why is it so much coverage? And what about so many other young women who disappear, who never... Ever get really mentioned right. in the news media? So um, I, I, I'm, I'm very, I think, I'm, I'm pretty self-critical of sort of when, when my prism could have been sharper, um, and where the whole business, I think, the business, uh, the prism of the whole business could have been sharper.
0: Well, I think you're, crit- you're being critical of the system. Yes. While also being very honest and self critical about your positioning in that system, right, which is it's and it's a, it be and then it gets really weird and nuanced to think about the individual versus the collective sort of you know way of of thinking about it. and um i I feel like you more than a lot of people, journalists, are probably better at. Not apologizing, I just think you're I think you do a better job of doing the actual soul searching that I will say the men don't do specifically the way that Matt Lauer weeks later came back saying all of these relationships are consensual, just didn't feed he didn't seem like he was remorseful at all about the the accusations. I mean, and that he thinks of you as someone who betrayed
1: him, and it's very telling, yeah, the way that he responded
0: to all of it. I just think um, in this conversation, there is a lot of, I'll say, nuance to be like brought into in terms of thinking about like the way everyone at these shows are positioned to like, I don't know, like really not be not be sure of what their resources are. If, if, if you know, I think you ask like yourself, Ann Curry reported an incident to management because someone had approached her, a staffer had approached her with this. And then you ask, yourself i wonder why no one came to me
3: and i even asked Addie yes. you know i mm-hmm. asked her and i said would you have ever come to me and i think part of the part of the pathology was this sort of um s- secret the secret nature of these relationships that was actually used to silence and manipulate people and that was interesting too
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that there's shame built in and yeah shame. Yeah, for her to come to you would be just uh, would 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 have, would mean her fully confronting that shame in some way. To to go to you as his co-anchor, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 very interesting.
1: I just wanted to return to the Mary Tyler Moore thing for a second. Yes, I'm you, sorry. You met, <laughs> you you must have met her many times. I did. Did you get to tell her that this was true? Um, in oh, terms yes. of her impact
3: on you. Yes, she must yes. have had so many women. Many saying times. that but probably
1: extra meaningful to hear it come from you
3: oh listen i felt very very dwarfed in her presence i mean she's talk about a complicated person
0: right uh-huh, uh-huh. um
3: you know again i think her son committed suicide she um you know i think she was just so much more layered yeah and Really, really interesting. I didn't know her well, but just from everything I read. And you it's very easy to become an archetype, you know, especially on television, yeah, right? As you talk about Very, very easy to yeah. become an archetype. And and she would certainly understand that. The last time I saw her, she was quite ill and quite mm. frail. And it made me really sad. Yeah. But there was something about her that was just so winsome and appealing. Yeah. and charming, and and fun to watch. Um, but yes, I, I shared with her many times. And, and then, you know, I was thinking about it because as I was preparing for my tour, we did kind of this greatest hits reel of people. And it's just amazing, the people I've met. I mean, yeah. that to me, like for the ultimate extrovert, who's very curious about the world and en- truly enjoys people, like, how lucky I am yeah, to have really, had this job, you know. I was looking like, I, you know, Barbara Streisand fixed my hair like she fixed Hubble's in the way we were. Wow. I, got uh. to, I got to talk to, you know, Betty White. We went to the Central Park Zoo together. Yeah. I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on. And, you know, just to ha- be able to meet them and have fun with them and get to know them a little bit, you know, yeah. never... I don't, I don't really hang out with celebrities. That's not, that's not my jam, but to, to really, to, I mean, I have a few, few well-known friends, but, you know, to, just to be able to be kind of talking to these people, it's to so, be in that
0: situation. To yeah. Be in that situation so is fun.
3: And I so,
1: you know, I can't believe Michael Jackson asked you out. I can't <laughs> so believe that either.
3: I, he, just, well, like, he kind of did. He did it through an intermediary, Rabbi That Shmuley.
0: was his way. Sh- Rabbi Shmuley asked you as a proxy, if, 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 for people who have yet to read the book, it's out now <laughs> by, by the release of this episode. But <laughs> uh, I mean, Rabbi Shmuley, Neil Simon, all of this, oh, what a Larry leg- King? Come on now. I mean, oh, I mean, that I mean was they're, all, t- they're, they're varying degrees of mortifying, though. I, well, absolutely. But,
1: and I also love that you just spilled the tea about it, too. Like, I love that you jo- called John Kasich a tool. Like, you really called these <laughs> men exactly well, what they on. are.
3: He's an asshole. You can see right through him. I think John Kasich is probably a pretty nice guy. But you've got to admit, no. what he did was very toolish.
0: Toolish? He asked you the same question
1: twice. He was trying right. to make you feel small and bad. And that's right. not a good guy. That's right. And and please, you can see right through him. And then what? And with the whole 2016 of it all, where it was sort of just him and Trump, because he was the last one. If you remember, he was like sort of the last one that was not him um, involved in running for the for the GOP nomination. Like you could kind of see like. It was so clearly. It was almost like, dude, just it's it's. They're going it's with over. Trump. Like, get the fuck out of the way. And then when he came back,
3: I was like, oh god. I think Governor Kasich had had a hard time reading social cues. There
0: you
2: that's go. What, that's how I would put it. <laughs> the way your voice just got.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. That's, that's a very diplomatic way of putting it. Yeah, that's a but, good but, one. After calling him a tool, I, I feel like you don't need to be too diplomatic with him. I had, yeah, had you're just probably about enough right. right. of this tool.
2: Uh, this, is something,
1: this is something I
0: wanted to ask you, though, because a couple times I was
1: reading the book and there are sentences like that and little, 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 um... But they're you know, all about
0: the man,
3: we should say. Right. Um, yes, thank you. Thank how, you, Bowen. Well, yes. <laughs> that seems not to be that interesting to people, though, right? Interesting. I
0: wonder why.
3: Right, because,
1: <laughs> right. How many times do you read it through before it goes final to final print? And, like, you have to imagine that, like, when it's there and it's going out, you as the person who's writing it want to make sure that every word is getting it across correctly so that no one can, even though they're going to, like, interpret it in some stupid way.
3: Yeah. I mean many, many, many times. Yeah. By that point I was all in. I was like, Hey, yeah, I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah. You know, I said to my nephew who who I love, the one who was our Manny, Jeff. Yeah. Oh yeah, is he hot? Talk he about he reads book. us very hot on the. Page. He is hot. He is. Yeah, hot. you, you know it.
0: Hookups. You said he had trouble bringing hookups no. home when I was. No, low. I,
3: I no, I don't. Did I say that? No. Well, he used then, to he, say, whenever he met he, a hookup, he, it was he like, said, "No, he things was things like, like, would you like to come back to my house, my place, and do a puzzle?" Because <laughs> yeah. he lived it. He lived in our playroom, <laughs> and he uh, he's great. He's a director. He's directing a big. Netflix movie in Atlanta right now. He's adorable. He's Love my that. sister Emily's youngest son, my sister who who died of pancreatic cancer. And he and I have always had this very special relationship. And mm. I I wrote him and I said, "Hey, you read my book. Was it was it <laughs> like did I go too far or anything?" And he said, I loved your book so much because it was so candid. Yeah. It was one of the best books I've ever read. And I said, well, you're my nephew. Of course you're going to say that. But he said, no, that's what really makes it good. It was you yeah. being truthful and honest and putting it out there in, in the best way possible. So... He's he is hot though. <laughs> he's,
1: I don't I don't know how to describe it. He just really read as hot on the page. I'm like this yeah. is, there's something about this Jeff. And I was thinking about him at Disneyland like like with your daughters and I'm like is Jeff gay too? Is he single? Cuz I was interested on the page.
3: <laughs> I'll tell him but um he's straight and like well, he's divorced. You know, the journey's so if long. you know any really cute women
1: <laughs> I don't I don't I know not a one. None. <laughs> he's
3: awesome though. I I, I love Jeff.
0: we love jeff too katie what are you most excited (laughs) for with the tour
3: you know i think i'm just excited and and bowen you you get to experience this with snl i think i'm excited Mm. to be this sounds so cheese and i'm I'm kind of saying it jokingly in community (laughs) who says that No, but you know i'm i'm excited to be around like living breathing people um i'm excited I'm excited to tell my story on my terms. Yeah, um, I'm excited about all the guests—really interesting, cool guests that are that are going to be a part of it. I love Tan France; he's going to be in Boston. Mm. Um, I I'm really excited about Chloe and Chloe, uh, Melissa. Chloe and Melissa are going to be in New York. Ina Garten is going to be in Atlanta. Oh, cool. Jen Garner is going to be in. In L.A. and Jen Garner. Jen Garner. <laughs> yeah, oh. she's so great. I mean, she's she's such a special person. Yeah, she uh, she she radiates. Yeah, doesn't she? Goodness. She also yeah. like
1: <laughs> thirteen going on thirty is underrated. People I need agree. to rewatch
0: that because One it's a tour de force of all time. It's a tour I know. de force.
3: And in fact, I was telling Adriana, who works with me, that we've got to do a clip of her doing the thriller dance. A
2: hundred
1: percent. She did it With better Pat than ben. your ex-boyfriend, yeah. Michael.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. And um, Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper in Chicago. Which is what so fun. That is awesome. And um, Nashville, Brad Paisley, who I just saw last night at the Michael wow. J. Fox Foundation. Another and hunk? his beautiful wife, Kim. Kimberly. Um, and they're incredible people. Wow. You know, I, I need to listen to more country music. Brad Paisley. He is such a talent, you guys. He's, he's really is, good. I mean, he's amazing. And I mean, just watching him play the guitar and he did something, uh, the Marshall Tucker band, Can't You See? He just kind of did it because someone said they were going to donate $50,000 to the Michael J. Fox uh, Foundation if he played this song. He had never played it before. And he just like crushed it. Uh, some people like, got you it. Can you imagine... Can you imagine being well, able you to play do that? Piano.
1: You taught yourself to play piano by ear, which is another thing that I really loved.
3: Well, you don't really. Yeah, I mean, I used to just sit down. I took piano for ten years, but I oh. played just by ear everything in the KSC. Yeah, like Irving Berlin. I haven't played oh. lately, but um, but but Brad. I mean, Brad Paisley. Wouldn't it be if you had a superpower, you guys?
0: What would it mm. be? I mean, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Learning a song within what, like five minutes? Yeah, it, I don't. Even,
3: I think he just kind of like. <laughs> I don't know how he did it. I got to talk to him when I'm in Nashville, but I wish I could. I wish I could just sing like be like really, really. Wouldn't that mm. be cool to have just an incredible voice like Kristen Chenoweth or something?
0: Mm. Ask Matt. Matt's got a pretty good one. I pointed so, well, out earlier.
3: Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> uh, Matt, do you do any? I mean, did you ever want to be a singer?
1: i sort of am one um i'm actually actually by the way for for the readers um thank you because the tour did sell out so have you heard of Madison christmas tour as well i'm coming we I'm, I'm going all around the country the and, oh my um, gosh all 11 of my dates sold out you guys so That's thank you so, 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 so much for, well, for tell buying me about tickets it. To it.
3: i should have known this i guess
1: so it's sort of an ironic original christmas album that i that i wrote when i was about four years ago i kind of wanted i saw mariah carey and she was um Going, she of course she's the queen of Christmas. She had something to do every year, and I was like, I want a comedy version of that. And so I wrote uh, with my musical director Henry. We did an entire original Christmas album. Every song is
0: fantastic,
1: and oh, we that's we, awesome. we do it every year. So and we're so you were you
3: performing in New York, Matt
1: Joe's Pub. Um, oh, i have I'll two have dates to come. To, I would love to comp you to it.
3: When when is it? I I can buy a ticket, Matt. When is well, it's it? Sold
1: out. But uh, but oh, it's December nineteenth and twentieth at Joe's Pub, and then we're doing the Bell House in Brooklyn. But Katie oh, Kirk, fun. if you want to come, the Katie Kirk can come.
3: <laughs> oh, you, that's so exciting! Well, yeah, congratulations.
1: No, thank you. It's a blast. I think if I if if I could have a superpower, it sounds crazy, but honestly, I think I was maybe I was a little emo after reading your book, but I think I would want to. <laughs> Just have me and everyone I love live forever. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I literally. But then I also was very touched by something that your mom said, which I think she probably said is a joke, but it actually made me feel better, which was, well, you know, if we all live forever or get pretty crowded down here, it kind of reminds you of like that that's part of life. And, you know, right. it was sort of like a nice way to to put it. And I also, you know, not to get not to get too serious, but you know, I just went on a family vacation and um, I I got back from it and I had such a great time. And then in reading your book, when you talked about like not wasting those moments and how, you know, if you had a regret, it was like lingering over coffee with your producer that one time so that you didn't spend Mm -hmm. those like extra minutes with your mother. And I just thought that that was such a great illustration and really powerful. And um, I think the book is so great for so many reasons. And I think you really do get to know you better. And I think it also you know, does dive into a lot of tough topics because you, in being who you are, like have have been through so many of these things that, we, that are now cultural topics for us. But I also think the book is also a reminder and it's a reminder that not everyone, that no one is going to be here forever, that we're not going to be here forever. And I just, I really wanted to say thank you for that because uh-huh. it, it's, I think a lot of people are going to get a lot from it.
3: Oh, thanks. I man. know I did. I had to Thank put it down you. a
1: couple of times and just take a lap. <laughs> yeah. You write beautifully, 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 beautifully.
0: There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly
1: Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful
0: bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible and with no added sugar and low calories. There's a lot to smile about. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself, the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken menu at Taco Bell now.
4: Now, I said. Snag a Job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, Temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
5: Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series
0: With that, let's move on. To, I don't think so, honey. Um,
6: the
1: rollicking sixty-second segment that the podcast is famous for. You know, Katie, the podcast has received critical acclaim.
3: I know it has. <laughs> I know that's why I that's why I reached out and exactly. requested that I'd be on it.
1: <laughs> well, I'm so happy that three uh, prestige. You guys figures... are so
3: nice, and you're very fun to talk to because you're thoughtful, right? You, it's hard to have a conversation with people if they're not kind of interested. Cause that's what makes people interesting mm. and that they they don't think about things right so this has been really fun for me it's been fun for us
0: this is a show that's all about just interest in general yeah just we, we ask people what they were interested in what they're interested in now and i i, I that's a beautiful way of putting it I, is that an expression that, that that makes people interesting is no, to be interested I,
3: that's that's that you can quote me on that oh, it's a rule
0: ahead. of culture is oh what it is that's that's,
3: it's rule that's of culture a, number... original observation by moi by Bowen, 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 what what rule of culture maybe that'll make it like quotes about people or you know interests and then when you google it it'll be like interested people make interesting
0: people <gasps> that's actually title of app title of app title of episode i really love culture. to find no. the title
1: of app <laughs> Matt, it's
0: a rule of culture number one. Interested people people make make for for interesting interesting people. people. There we go. Just got to lock it in by saying it at the same time. Okay, this is our one minute segment where we take uh, one minute to rail against something in culture. And we'll go in the usual order, which is Matt. First See,
1: I kind of was so I was so fixated on the guest and the guest book that I didn't actually have one. But then in the beginning of the episode, I came up with one again because okay. and I'm gonna return to it because i okay. I don't think so, honey.
0: okay, Here great we go. Out. I'm so excited. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now.
1: I don't think so, honey. This thing of Meghan McCain on Watch What Happens Live. Why yeah, is she, Why tough. does she have an SNL Letterman's jacket? It's like she's in like the Nine Times Club at oh, this no. goddamn show. And you're going to have the gall bookers. I'm not talking to you, Andy. I'm, I don't think that you're responsible for the booking. But on a Wednesday night on this, the yeah. second episode of the Beverly Hills Housewives reunion, where we dive into the cultural topic of the year, Erica Jane and her divorce, and you're gonna have Megan McCain and God knows whoever SE Cup is, who never has a goddamn thing to say, mm. to get in, wax poetic about the housewives, I don't care what they say, and then they have the gall to go in on my girl, Katie Couric, and say they hate the book? You better go (laughs) fuck yourself. And I think it's really funny that you're like, we support women when the number one talking point about your book, Meghan McCain, is how awful everyone at The View is. Give me a fucking break. You couldn't help to keep talking about this. And and of course, no one can tell their truth but you. Get lost.
0: I don't think so, And that's one minute. (laughs) Um, she really threw SNL under the bus too in that and in, in some interview. She's pathetic. She's pathetic. She said, you know, S- she's like, it's that thing when SNL sketches become real life that people started to think that I was entitled. I was like, no, it didn't take an SNL no, no, sketch no, no, no. to make you that.
1: Well, it's like it's like what Katie said about Sarah Palin. All she's gotta do is talk. Just let her talk, and you'll see exactly how entitled she is. And I you know, it's been kind of inescapable, like the media thing with her too right now because you know she's out there also hawking her i'm kind
0: of escaping it i'm I, no. I found the hatch i'm i'm gone of i'm not course, really paying attention
1: uh, i wish i could find the hatch easier because she really was like sort of like a media firestorm there for a few days when she was like the view was a toxic work environment yeah like fucking get an original sound bite first of all and another thing is just like She really like with the SNL of it all. Like the day after that happened, she was like highest honor in all the land. Exactly, she was
0: so fucking chipper about it. She just thrives
1: off the negativity and thrives off the victim narrative. And for her to think that she is the victim and in her life is just pathetic. And I really, really, really resented her talking about your book the way that she did, especially after reading the book because of how much.
0: What a Champagne flattened. You what have. a flattened assessment of it, too. hated it, it, and I flat. can't believe
1: she's on Watch What Happens Live more than Andy Cohen.
0: <laughs> <sighs> anyway. And our guest agrees. Our guest just is, is, is <laughs> silently no, just, gesturing.
3: I, I I'm listening, but she's just choosing uh, she's, she's
1: choosing joy right now.
0: <laughs> she's choosing joy as her as yeah, her hoodie says. But when he says choose joy, and that is the right choice. Bowen,
3: um, I don't think I have a thing to rag about. Is that bad? Can you guys excuse me from this exercise? Would you get back? You, you
1: don't have to. Here's the thing: you, you don't, don't have, have
3: to. to do anything you don't want to do.
1: But I think you'd uh, be
3: good. And while
1: Bowen is doing his,
2: maybe
3: think I about think it. I bitched enough actually in this podcast. Right? <laughs> Come if, on! If, if you
0: would do us the honor of listening to mine, mine I, is going to be of course. Mine is going to be pretty ribald and ribald. Gr- See, two <laughs> words already. Two words in the episode of, 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 of Katie, you know I had to look. I had to
1: look up a couple words because I knew I knew inherently what they were, but I wanted to be sure. I had to look up pugil- pugilistic, pugilistic, oh, yes, yeah, aggressive, yeah, I like and I yeah. thought that was a beautiful Combated. illustration of what Bill O'Reilly is.
2: Yeah, and then yeah.
1: I knew what bon vivant was, but I was just curious about what the definition of it was, and then I it was confirmed for me and i loved it and i i think i someone
0: have... who li- you are bon vivant you someone who lives with gusto and who loves right. loves life
1: i i just love i love that bon vivant and i just bon i just i i'm actually that. looking
3: up ribald to make sure that i should i'm have. sure you're right no, i, no, I, I no, trust no. you I'm, I'm looking it
1: there
0: was Let's another see. one too uh, i might you know I might what? beat you to it i don't know okay google is saying ribald but
3: <gasps> I, I know i, I will I adopt your ribald. pronunciation Hey, but I think the second definition is with a long I. Hmm. <laughs> so I think either is acceptable. So I'd like to apologize, Bowen, for correcting ribald, which sounds like dribble. That's why ribald sounds a little better to me. Will you find out, Adriana?
1: I think which ribald is... is certainly the more uh, pleasing thing ribald to hear. Ribald
0: seems more correct.
3: But maybe that's the British pronunciation. I'm not sure. I was We're also gonna find shit out.
1: at math and turned to words as well. Yeah. I, I, I was horrible. If I never met a number I liked, never met a <laughs> word I didn't love.
3: There, you, there go. you go. You are my people.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I felt, you know what my favorite word was when I was little? Nonchalant.
3: What? Nonchalant. Nonchalant. That's a good word. I like it. Very French. The mm-hmm. other word that people use incorrectly all the time is... Nonplussed.
0: Nonplussed. Yes. Yep. I knew you were going to say that.
3: Why did you know that? How did I, you know I that?
1: I actually knew too. It was because it, it, it's like one of those weird ones.
3: It's one of those weird ones. It. it the definition is different than what it sounds as if yes. it were.
0: Yeah. Yes. Nonplussed means you're angry. It means, means, yeah. you're, fear, means you're very stirred yeah. and shaken.
3: Agitated, I think. Yes. yes. Isn't yes. it? Yes. And non
1: plus, like when people, it sounds like they should be like,
3: I don't know, I'm kind of non People think it means it. It. it means you're unfazed, but that's yeah. not correct.
0: That's people, not that's not it. That's it. No. This can be your. I don't think so, honey. Katie. Okay, but I, <laughs> I can, go, I can go really quickly on mine. And oh, then, and then if, I
3: have, I have an. I don't, I don't think so, honey. But it might not be as long as that's one fine. minute. Yeah, as that's
1: long fine. as you, that's fine. you. Here's the thing. Remember when I said you don't have to do it? You actually do. You do. It's do. Part of it's part of the briefing. It's part of the contract. And this is this whole thing is a verbal contract. Okay. Which are binding. I'm sorry, but okay. they're binding. All right. So, Bo and Yang, first you. And you yep, do okay. have to do one. You are out, We're going to get into a big fight, my sister. Okay. And okay. And this is know. not this is not like the Today Show. Me and you oh, are no. a real family. Okay? <laughs> okay. So, listen, Bo and Yang. This is your I don't think so, honey. Yes. Bo and Yang's time starts now.
0: I don't think so, honey. The marketing behind Dude Wipes. For those who are unfamiliar, these are... You know, flushable wipes for men, quote unquote, when we all know that it is actually being purchased by. Queer men, gay men, anyone who engages in anal sex. This is true. Okay? This sitting is for people... sitting
1: on my bathroom right now.
0: There's no such thing as a cishet man who is using these to keep a clean butt. 100%. They'll, they're going to go for the toshi. They're going to go for the bidet. 30 seconds. I don't have such plumbing in my apartment. I, don't, or I just don't want to think about that. So I'm just relying on the dude wipes, which not environmentally Conscious of me, I know, but I just something really gets to me about the way these are marketed as if they're marketed to like a fraternity brother when I know for a fact that it is only the bottoms in the world like myself were using it to actually feel like they can walk into a sexual situation with some confidence and not any self-consciousness about Five their seconds. hygiene. So I need the marketing around dude wipes to change just call them something with the F word, the other F word that's women. That's
1: we're, they're not going to be called fag wipes okay they, and that's I want where them I, to be called fag I wipes and draw the line. Katie you don't have to worry about this because you're a woman and a top but the thing is <laughs> Like, there are these, there are these, you know, these, these, these flushable wipes that we need to sort of keep the area okay. And so that's what Bowen is, I don't think so, and honeying that the fact that they're calling them dude wipes as what, if a if man why don't they just call
3: them wipes why do they have to be male wipes exactly
1: because I like when they're like, the, the, like the, the lady pen like the, the pink pen the, the
0: Bic for women or whatever it's yeah. just stupid it's a de degender yeah. everything who makes um, these
3: who makes dude wipes I
0: don't know well there's, there's there's pure for men which is a company that sells fiber <laughs> supplements I can't
2: believe this <laughs>
0: And they also make their own line of flushable wipes. And I used to buy them. But it's, it's more convenient. They ship faster if I buy the dude wipes. Oh, okay. And so I've been buying the dude wipes.
1: I follow this Instagram page, which is like men of soccer. And it's like, you know, it's like, it's like they have the most amazing asses in the world. And so I'm sometimes I'm scrolling and I'm looking at them and I'm like, yeah, but let's not pretend that's like, you can't even like really get excited about anything here because straight men's butts are the most disgusting thing in the world.
0: They don't take the, sp- the ultimate them. swamp ass. The no, ultimate. That's swamp what ass. I'm
1: saying. Like swamp ass. I mean, come on. This is like the central.
0: Okay. Anyway. I think it's time for <laughs> not, for Katie's. Do I don't do think not, so. Honey. Do yeah. not
1: let Katie respond to this. Like, no, <laughs> let her do it in her own book. <laughs> Not follow a, up. Yeah, you thought you went there? No, then you came to Lost
0: college and we were going there.
3: Um all right.
0: <laughs> it's time. And then and then and then we'll let you go.
3: Okay, good. Cuz I got to go, guys. I love you, but don't you have stuff to do?
0: We we have stuff to do too.
3: <laughs> Drag okay. Us. okay. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> what do I say, honey?
0: She's I don't, still, don't think so, don't honey. Think
3: so, honey. Okay. And then the name of the okay. thing. I
0: don't think so All, honey. Right. All right, Bowen, put her on the clock. This is Katie Currix. I don't think so, honey. I can't believe I'm saying this and her time starts now.
3: <laughs> I don't think so, honey. I think you need to be able to use a few sentences without saying like, like, oh. Like, oh. like, 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 like. Can't you speak English? Didn't you? I mean, come You're talking on, to us? people. No, <laughs> not, not you guys. I mean. We do it all the time. Not you guys. I don't know. Maybe it's something for these this younger generation. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you guys, just pause. Because if you <laughs> are thinking about something, don't use like as a crutch. I used seconds. to use you know as a crutch. But now every person, highly educated individuals, I want to say they sometimes use like. 45 times in a one minute conversation. I can't deal with it. Stop it. Listen to yourself. Record yourself. Count your likes and get rid of them, people. Love, Katie. Now And that's one minute. (laughs) Say, I don't think so, honey. One more time. I don't think so, honey. There you go. (laughs) And now you know what's going to happen? What? I, I don't like think so like honey no no Damn. that's not how it goes it goes i don't think so honey uh, yes <laughs> it does you and you
1: did, yes. a perp, you did a perfect yes. toss of the wrist and the neck as well can i say <gasps> i'm going to listen back to this now and turn i'm going to count Sam my legs when i realize how many times i've said like because that just I didn't think pop you guys in your did head it.
3: no it no i know sure and 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 even my my daughter who is so smart no yeah she sometimes falls back on the like thing and i want to say hey don't say like so much but Mm -hmm. then she'll get mad at me
0: i have a question have you liberated yourself from you know as a filler word for the most
3: part i have i how did you do that mm, i don't know i think i just got older and smarter
0: there you go (laughs) so with time
1: with time yeah, we'll lose the cultural colloquium that is
3: like my new my new crutch is kind of. That's not and, and kind of, honestly, and sometimes at the end of a sentence. You know? hmm You know. I need affirmation.
5: You know?
1: A lot you of know? my transitions, I, I whenever I listen back to this for edits, a lot of my like see I just said, but, like
2: uh, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> a lot of the things I say to transition into sentences are are the same thing and the readers of That's the podcast okay. know what I'm talking about and I refuse to say it now but uh, it is okay. it's interesting and I, you know Janine Garofalo did the same I don't think so honey
3: she did? she did I love her.
0: You guys have that in common. <laughs> we love her too. Yeah. Wow. What a wonderful episode, Katie. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: No, thank you all for having me. I really appreciated the conversation, and um, you know, I it I I would be friends with both of you if we could. We're be all friends. friends. You're coming to We're my all show. All friends. Okay. We'll I am coming to the show.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to everybody. Okay, and do you and run going, your, Do you really run your social media? Is that you I at have? Katie I have Kirk help, media? but
3: I do. I do a lot of it, but I do have help. my uh, My social media person is Julia Lewis. She does a lot of it. Adriana Fazio, who works with me and really helped me write this book, she did her her uh, her senior thesis on me at Notre Dame and oh, interviewed oh, wow. me for her thesis. She um, and during the interview, we were talking, and she grew up watching the Today Show, and she was writing about the changing perceptions of femininity and morning television and broadcast journalism. And so when she was interviewing me, I said, Adriana, you know so much about me. Do you want to help me work on this book? Wow. And so wow. she she came to work, work th- with me after she graduated from – uh, Notre Dame and and it's, she's she's been great and she's sort of my right hand person and I want to mention Lucy Kalin she was the former editor of O Magazine Lucy mm. helped me tremendously if you saw in the acknowledgements I don't think you have I did I don't have you, them I don't well, you, have them I think you guys have the ARCs I don't know if Matt you have the hardcover I have
1: the p- so I have the PDF so oh, I re- you have the most acknowledgments. yeah I read the whole so, thing
3: Lucy is an amazing amazing person um she is an amazing writer so she was incredibly helpful and I couldn't have done it without Lucy and Adriana by my side and you know what's really nice you guys we worked on this for three years and we all we all really love each other and Dude. care about each other and it was it was a, obviously an incredible incredible bonding experience but
2: absolutely
3: i feel i feel very close and grateful to both of them
0: well we thank them we love everybody at kcm yeah media love the, love yeah, the tell crew. your listeners
3: to sign up for my newsletter if they can wake up call
0: S- sign up readers sign up you get you get a newsletter and you get like Katie's recommendations, picks. Like it's like music you're listening to. It's and, like yeah, stuff we you're interview watching. a lot
3: of interesting people. We try to break down the news of the day, and you know, and give up, oh, you, know, oh, you know, give you infor- <laughs> ah! and give you information you need, and also tell your listeners that we would love to see them in any of the cities I'm visiting, starting October 28th in Boston.
0: Okay. Boston, New York, San Francisco, L.A., Nashville, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta Dallas. Oh Chicago. my gosh! Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And, yes, Philadelphia. Savannah. Guthrie's
3: joining me in Philadelphia. Oh,
0: that's great. Perfect. perfect well, the perfect.
1: book is going there. It's out now. It's incredible, and it's written by our amazing guest, Katie Couric. Thank you so so much for Mwah. being here. Love you guys. Mwah. Thank Love you. you. Love you back. And we end every episode with a song, and it's a short one, and it's the end of the Mary Tyler Moore theme song. Here we go,
3: Bow. You're gonna make it after all. Dun 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 One more time. You're gonna make
6: it after all. Dun yeah. dun,
3: dun dun dun.
6: Yeah, <laughs> <toss>. Bye! <laughs> Bye.